we are on. And welcome to Exhibit A. Today, I have two of my favorite senior <laughs> law clerks with us today. And I might say our only senior law clerks today. We have Bonnie and Brooke. How are you, ladies? Great. Well, uh, the audience ought to know that uh, Bonnie and Brooke are senior law clerks because they have been with us for a long time. Uh, they came in uh, while they were attending law school. They left and they did something kind of weird. They went and took the bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's very but weird. they came back. Thank goodness they came back. And you're here, right? And uh, so today's topic is something that I think that our audience is just going to love. For those non-lawyers, because they just got to know about this experience, all the experiences you've been going through. But primarily, the topic today is waiting for bar results, the horrific experience. (laughs) People can't really can't uh, know what that feels like. I mean, it is one of the worst things I've ever felt in life. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's. I think it's worse than studying for the bar itself. That's what I've been telling people. You're wading into this abyss of pending results and you don't know what's going to happen with your life at least when you're studying you're doing something proactive and learning and everyone's kind of around you right you haven't done it yet so you don't know yeah you know and then you come back to this happy environment (laughs) and everybody's got a nice little smile on their face and they're eating they're talking about what they're doing and you're just in the back of your mind going oh i don't want to do that again yeah definitely yeah (laughs) well don't worry about it uh you're not the first. You won't be the last in this law firm that's uh, gone through this experience. We've, we've uh, catered and taken care of a lot of uh, people along this process. <laughs> so um, one of the things that I wanted to do is start off with your backgrounds. Uh, and just so um, the audience knows is that uh, Manet, you grew up locally, didn't you? Well, we moved, my family moved to, for, to L.A. from Armenia when I was seven. And then I well, grew come up on. I grew up in L.A. after that. So I call myself an L.A. Okay, native. Okay, so from year one to seven, you were in Armenia. <laughs> okay, so you, but you're, after you came from Armenia, you landed in Glendale, your family? or Yeah, we were in North Hollywood and we moved to Glendale. So Glendale, Pasadena has been my home forever. Okay, okay, and uh, you're... Undergraduate was uh, at UCLA. Yep. And then your uh, law school is UCLA. I'm sorry, USC. Yep. <laughs> a little um, traitor. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Oops. Actually, it's a, a very impressive. I mean, just to get into UCLA is really, really difficult. I mean, that yeah. that's hard. But then to get into SC law school, that, that's very, very impressive. I know that besides clerking for us, as you have, uh, you clerk for the Honorable Judge Pellman. And we'll talk a little bit about that. And... Uh, you know, you and Brooke happen to be friends. Yeah. So we'll get into that a little bit, too. So, Brooke, <laughs> let's talk about you. You grew up locally as well. Yes. My high school's, I think, five blocks from the office, actually. I couldn't, crazy. I couldn't believe that. When you t- when you came in and uh, interviewed for the first time, you're the first person here that's ever, ever gone to that school. Oh, really? With, say the school. Polly. And it's a, an incredibly <laughs> great school. We were rivals then in high school. Where did you go? Grant. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Our history goes so far Jesus. back. We've <laughs> been rivals. So far. how were your rivals? I don't. Grant would um, our football games yeah. were always against Polly. So when we did like the little rallies, they were always like beat Polly, and there was like a little <laughs> parrot running around, like and people would tackle the parrot. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry about that. Parrot? Excuse me. Yeah, what is a parrot? Yeah, I don't know why. Because <laughs> we're the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh really? Okay. All right. And what was your mascot, by the way? We were the Lancers. I don't know what that is, but we were. <laughs> it was it was a guy with an orange mohawk on a horse. That's all I remember. <laughs> That's not a Lancer that I know of. I don't know. Okay, 
And so, um, Brooke, you um, undergrad was also SC. So, yes. So, would you say this? She's you're you're a you, double Trojan. Double Trojan, and you're a I'm a Brojan. A Brojan, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it hasn't hurt your friendship, actually. You know, you could. It's pretty cool to have both of them. When you, if you go to the football games, I'm always winning. <laughs> do you ever go to them? I've actually never been to a tailgate or to a football game. I know. We need to change that. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Brooke, is, she likes sports. She mm-hmm. loves sports. She knows everything about no, sports. No, not anymore. I feel like I... No, she's always at watching some football game. I can't even <laughs> keep up. But you not. No, and it's actually really terrible because a lot of attorneys, you meet them, and the first thing they ask you is USC football. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, that totally happened last weekend, <laughs> I think. Of course. Of I know. Course. You, you, you enjoy the opera, right? Yeah. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay, so um, how did you guys become friends, by the way? Well, we were in the same section in law school, um, so we knew each other. And then it was actually, I think we really became close when we started working here. Yeah. Maybe a little bit before, because knew, we knew we were both going to work here, so we yeah, we met up and talked about, about it. Yeah. And we, I remember actually when I, after I interviewed and I came to Monty, I was like, I think it went well and we can work together. Yeah, I was really excited. So, um, and then it just blossomed from there. Cool. Yeah. Now, did you, you didn't clerk for Pelmet, Judge Pelmet at the same time, did you? No, so yeah. we switched. So when I was here during the school year, she was with uh, Judge Pelman, and then we, we reversed. We switched <laughs> our fault semester. Cool, yeah. cool. So let me, let me ask you this uh, one at a time. First with Mane, why did you choose family law? When I first one was interested in law. I went to extern at the self-help center in Pasadena at the over at Walnut, the Pasadena courthouse, and they dealt a lot with family law and you were just dealing with self-represented litigants. So they would come to you and talk about their case and you had to fill out their paperwork. And that's kind of where I really fell in love with the practice of law. And I really liked family law. I was, you were dealing with people, you were helping people. It was did you really do that rewarding. while you were in school? I did that in undergrad. Oh, I didn't think so. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, yeah. I'm not sure I knew about that. So that's pretty cool. All right. And then, uh, and so from that point on, did you kind of know that's what you wanted to do? I knew in law school, I kind of bounced around uh, different externships before I landed here. I was with the bankruptcy judge, and then I was at the U.S. Attorney's Office for a semester in their criminal department. And then I just came back to family law, kind of did a little bit of everything. So what is it about family law that tugs at you? It's just, it's it's human. You don't forget that there's a human on the other end. You have to provide. You have to give it all you got. And it just, I don't know, you go home feeling like it, there's a reward factor to it that I think maybe in other fields you don't necessarily get all the time. Yeah, I agree with that. So, Brooke, what about you? When did you determine that you wanted to be a family law attorney? Well, I actually bounced around a little bit, too. But um, I worked after my first year at the Veterans Legal Clinic, and they have a family law clinic. Um, Where is that? It's in Santa Ana. And um, I don't know about that. I was a Santa Ana cop. We're, we're, we're in Santa Ana. It's it. on Broadway. Gosh, I should know. Broadway and... It, near the downtown area? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and near the, or near, closer to the mall. Oh, it's North Santa Ana mm-hmm. then. Okay. Um, so I was the lead um, intern for the first week when we had a family law clinic. So I kind of got roped into being in charge, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> and I just loved it. And I knew when I went to law school, I wanted to do something important. Um, and it felt very important. Sort of like what Mana is saying. There's a human. You are doing something very impactful. And I don't think you find that everywhere. Um, and so I've think I fell in love with it then. I tried out um, the DA's office, which is really interesting work. But where, I kept, where did you do that? Um, in downtown. In the, I was in the preliminary hearings department, mm. which was excellent because you actually got to do hearings. Um, I was a certified clerk. 
and I enjoyed it a lot. The work was spectacular, but I, I felt like I could make a bigger difference, I think, in family law. That's pretty cool. I always find it interesting that young people would want to get into family law. Not that you're wrong, because I think you chose the right professions, and I know that you both really like what you do, but not having gone through a divorce right. or, or anything like that, it's interesting that you want to help people with the, the turmoil that you see folks going through. Um, so just out of curiosity, what do you think that your strongest uh, traits are as an attorney? Oh, well... We're not there yet. <laughs> well, okay. No, okay. I'm just kidding. I have complete confidence in both of you, by the way. <laughs> what do you think? I think um, I think my research skills are pretty good. Yeah. yeah, you're an excellent researcher. Yeah, I think my research, and I think I'm very detail-oriented a little bit, kind of OCD about it. So I'm actually... I love it. Keep the OCD <laughs> coming, man. I'm prepping Casey right now for a trial, and I just got the text and I'm like, at this time he said this and then somebody said that. Well, what is that all about? And I have like, there's just d papers all over my desk with like <laughs> post-its everywhere. So I think it's detail oriented and um, the research. That's interesting you say that. Um, I had a friend over in the Orange County DA's office after we had moved up, our class had moved through the misdemeanors and through the felony panel and now we're into uh, the what they call the vertical units. It was senior trial attorneys, and she came up to me and she said, "You know that we're all crazy, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." And I guess this is the only place I could say that I feel comfortable yeah. about. So it's okay to be OCD as an attorney. So, so Brooke, what is your strongest point? I think I'm good with clients. Um, I can be very empathetic, and I think that comes in handy. Um, I wish I were a little bit better at researching, like Monet. I, I run to Monet for help, but um, I think. That's where I excel is making a client feel heard and um, important and that they know that I understand what that this is a traumatic experience yeah. and that we're, you know, the whole firm's here for them. I'm there for them. Um, so it's not as lawyerly, but I think it is my strongest. No, actually, it suit. is. It's very important. It's like 90 percent of this job. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, what was your undergraduate uh, degree in? Business. But I minored in um, my my dad really wanted me to do business like he did. So I did. But I got my um, my kicks in. Um, I was an ethics minor. Um, so I loved that. That was my favorite. Interesting. <laughs> now, the business does not surprise me because the thing that struck me about you is, is that uh, Brooke was with us for four hours. And I said, I just got this new file. I need to know what it's all about. We're the second attorney in line. I gave her a box. And, and I'm not kidding you. Within an hour or so, she came back and she understood the property stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. That would have taken me like two days to do that. So you have a knack for, I don't know if you're a great reader or what it is. I can, but I'm a pretty fast reader and I can um, luckily digest it when I read yeah. things and it kind of sticks with me, which is good. Okay. Promise, nice. promise me both of you are going to stay here forever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, studying for the bar. How, uh, how did that go? I mean, <laughs> you got to be honest. It was terrible. Nothing yeah. anyone says prepares you for it. Yeah. I don't think you realize until no. you're in it. One of the things that struck me the most, which nobody really warned, I think, either of us about, was how lonely it was, the experience. Oh, yes, yes. And you're just sitting there for hours. And, you know, the problem is everyone's studying, but you can't communicate. Mm -hmm. Because if I call her and I'm freaking out, I'm going to freak her out. I don't want to freak her out. But if I call her and I'm like, this essay went well, that might freak her out. Or vice versa. We were so so. You're so sweet. You would text me like, "Are you sure? Can we talk about this?" Or yeah, is it okay I was to like, talk about this? "It's like, do we need? We could set boundaries. <laughs> like that's <laughs> fine." But I think that was the hardest part because you just felt so alone and you had no metric of how is this going? What are we doing? And our law school class was actually 
really good at being together and like helping each other out so that was the first time we were really in the trenches by ourselves and I think like I had her thank god just every time I would (laughs) we would talk and complain this is so hard and that helped but you were alone for the most mm-hmm. for the most part for like two months well and you're no one around you really understands you no. know who aren't in law school or studying no. um my boyfriend would be like i don't i know it's hard but is it that you, like, you just do don't it. understand it's <laughs> just and anything would set me off a little bit yeah there's no right answer to anything no you couldn't really say anything without me overanalyzing or yep. overthinking or <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know it's Boy, you just hit it on the head. I didn't even think about that. After all these years, it was a very lonely experience mm-hmm. because you're just in your head the whole time. And in the back of your mind is that competition against all those other people that are taking it. And, man, it, it, yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. I, I remember that. <laughs> so um, you you guys, after you ladies, afterwards, um, studying for most of the exam, about a week or two before taking it. It was the Saturday it, before. Saturday before. Yeah. You <laughs> get an announcement. What, Brooke, why don't you describe what happened? Well, I actually um, had gone out to the movies. It was my kind of break. And I come out and um, we, I had this email from the bar. And I'm like, oh, God, like, why? this can't be good. Yeah, like stop emailing us. <laughs> or did you text me actually? I did. We, I called her like incessantly. I was like, Brooke, what's going on? And I, I made my mom and my boyfriend stop the car. And I was like, I need to read this. And apparently I couldn't read if we were still driving. And I was like, no, stop. You don't understand. They're like, what's going on? What's going on? I, was like, I can't even talk about it with you. You don't understand. And I think I called you right away. You my were- mom and Anton, my boyfriend, were trying to understand what I had been saying. And they're like, you got the answers? I'm like, no, not the answers, the prompts. They're like, oh, you got the questions? Like, no, no, the topics. I'm like, I need to talk to Mane. You guys aren't understanding what I am saying at all. What happened was yeah. that... Um, the California bar asks certain schools to come and see how they grade the essay portion of the California exam. So the California ex- exam is uh, broken down between five essay topics, one pr- uh, one practice topic, and then a MBE multiple choice. And they bring schools every summer to kind of see how they're grading the essays. And so they sent an email to, I believe, 16 law schools saying, come and see on this date how we grade the topics. These are the topics that we have asked. And that email was supposed to be sent out like a week after they administered the test. But someone had sent out that email earlier. And so one of the deans at the law schools noticed it and said, well, maybe we shouldn't be getting this email so what happened was to make sure nobody had the answers for a week, I think, beforehand. They just let it out to everybody. I got it, and I jumped up from my seat, and I went, no. And I was like, I was shaking. I was like, this has to be a joke. This is a sick joke. And I, then we talked. We were like, and we were is like, this, this, is, this is a prank. This can't be real. Like, what do you mean? A leak? Like, how can that happen? And I, we went on their Twitter, and that was not comforting no. at all. And I remember calling her, and I was like, do you think this is a prank? Or should we study? Should we not? So what happened was to make sure nobody had the answers for a week, I think, beforehand. They just let it out to everybody. The Saturday at 9 p.m. before the Tuesday exam. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that wouldn't really make much of a difference. Right? Well, it did. It did. Okay, a so little bit. explain I why. I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, so one of the, uh, for the most part, it didn't make a difference, but there was one question. They said it's going to be con law, constitutional law with remedies. And all of us were saying, what's that? And then How does that go together? We all got together. You you put my peanut butter with with your chocolate or whatever. I mean, it just. So explain how you could have a a con law and a remedy. So con law and remedy, there's a few ways you could have a standing issue. Like if somebody's asking 
they need to remedy something and they need standing, or you could ask for a TRO, which then will later be a uh, preliminary injunction. Okay. So a temporary injunction, okay. a preliminary injunction, or a permanent injunction. And that was the question. And we all kind of had an idea that we pieced it, it together. A we pieced bit. it together that it might be those two. And they hadn't asked that question in years. Oh, my God. So um, they got it and asked it when I was taking the bar. <laughs> well, and so Monty came over, I think, on the Sunday. Sunday mm-hmm. um, and we were just trying to like go through everything for the questions. We had my whiteboard out. Um, <laughs> color coding. Color everything. coding everything. But oh, I think we were so burnt out by that point. I don't know how much of a difference yeah. having the topics made because we were just so and tired. And to, to be honest, like it did ease a little bit of anxiety knowing what you're going to get. And I remember thinking, okay, civil procedures on there. They don't tell you if it's federal or California. And I opened and Civ Pro was seven subsets, which they haven't done ever. That was insane. And I just saw like the whole page was written down and I went, oh my God. I, what is this? Like, what what <laughs> happened with this exam? It was just everything that they told us they will not ask you, they did, oh. <laughs> which was a fun surprise. Well, and all, yeah, it was like they were asking the questions about the little footnotes in our outlines instead of the big questions that we had been studying for. It was all the little... We had a pact. We agreed that it was okay to discuss, like, our feelings of the exam after the exam. And so is this I the said, first time, by the way? That we're... Discussing your feelings about the exam? No, 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 no. It's been like all summer. And I said, hey, did you feel like they were asking the very minute points of the law that like nobody knows? And she was like, yeah. And wow. I was like, okay, it's not just me. And how crazy that is. How do you think, how do you think that the, the results are going to be now that the, they had this misstep? Because I, I felt like, man, they're, they're thinking about lawsuits at this point. I, yeah. Well, that's, you know, everyone kind of hears that the, the, the answers got leaked, which isn't true, but they hear it and they're like, Oh, you must have had a much easier we got time. An easier. <laughs> but well, let me give me- you a hypothetical. Let's assume that SC Dean, and I know this didn't happen, <laughs> got the information and went, oh, "Let me just see. Put this piece of paper, you know, in the in the library and see, you know, give the, give their students a little leg up." You know, the possibility of that happening is oh. what some of the people that might not have passed might go, "Well, I got that a lawsuit happened. here or something." We definitely have thought about that. I yeah. mean, we spent probably a little too much time just. <laughs> Angsting. The, yeah, the mental anguish of what might have really happened, what did yeah. happen, what this is going to mean for grading, because um, we still don't know. They we still don't know. They haven't said it. They said it shouldn't change the scale, which, in all honesty, I don't really believe. <laughs> I think the problem that a lot of students have is that the California Bar doesn't release how they grade things. Yeah. So you get samples that are really good essays, and sometimes you read them, and you're like, oh, they got the law wrong. I don't know about this one. Or, you know, you're like, well, this isn't as organized. I don't know what to go. So you don't really know, which means your bar prep company also doesn't really understand it. They're doing the best of their jobs. But there were times that I was like, I really don't understand how this test is being administered and curved. And I think that transparency will ease a lot of anxiety. Well, let let me tell you this, though. I think... This is just speculation, of course, <laughs> but I think they're going to be so worried about lawsuits that there's going to be a big happy face on, on a lot of on these. Every, uh, yeah, every single guess what? We've got a ninety-eight <laughs> percent uh, passage rate. Perfect. <laughs> so, anyways, so after this crazy exam, you both took some pretty cool vacations. Yes, I know. We never overlapped, actually, even though we were in some we of the were, same places. Yeah. Um, so I actually left the day after the bar. Um, for I was a red eye, so I had all day to pack, but um. I the went, day after the bar? Yes. Because I wasn't, ch- when I, I tend to plan trips very early so I can look forward to them. Um, and so I didn't know when the bar was going to be. They hadn't released the date. So I thought it might be a week earlier than it was. So I thought I would have a week. But um, no, I was I was incorrect about that one. Um, and so I did leave 
the day right after the bar. I was exhausted. It was a red eye. I don't know how I was walking. <laughs> Where did you go? Um, so I started in Athens. Um, my mom and her mom, when my mom graduated college, went to Athens. And my mom always wanted to do that with me. But I got a job after I graduated college. Um, so there's never time. And so she's like, we're doing it. We're going to do it after the bar. Um, we stayed in the same hotel that she and my mom stayed, or oh, she and my grandma stayed how in. How cool. It was really great. So we went to Athens. Then we went to um, Crete, this little beach called Stavros. It's actually where they filmed um, Zor- Zorbo, the the Greek, or uh, I forget what it's. The, I, it was uh, my mom knew it, but I did not. Um, and it was just excellent. I think that was my favorite place we went. Um, and then we went to Rome, um, the Amalfi Coast, and then oh, I did, went so many places. And then France, Berlin, and the UK. Holy cow. But those oh. last three were for my boyfriend's work. Um, so it's just kind of jam-packed into a week. How long were you gone altogether? About 26 days. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> I've never traveled that long. It was uh, quite an experience. <laughs> did you come back even remembering that you had taken the bar? No, I forgot all about it. And then I came home and started <laughs> thinking about it. I was a little bit worried about both of you because you guys took, you ladies took long vacations. I thought, are they going to remember that? this is a business over here. (laughs) Are they going to come back? Yeah, yeah. So what about your vacation? So I took a month off. I went to Denmark, I went to France, and I went to Switzerland. So I kind of split my trip into those three places. And I drove in Switzerland. I drove from Switzerland to France. That's incredible to me. Boy, and uh, you weren't worried about the differences in the way that they drive? No, it was actually really similar. The mm. only thing is they have a lot of roundabouts. Mm-hmm. And for that, you just have to like know who has the right of way. And I mean, they told me the rules. And so I was driving like really cautiously. And I, I the roundabouts were really scary at first. But then I understood like the GFPS would be like exit two. And I was like, what does that mean? And then after a while, I was like, oh, I get it. I understand. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Uh, well, um, I guess the, the final question I'm going to ask you about this very important topic is uh, how do you feel now? Uh, it's still a little <laughs> rocky. Um, I was telling Mane I still have um, kind of nightmares. I'll wake up like, did I submit my exam? Yeah. When I was actually oh in um, Pazzitano, I woke up like sweating. I'm like, give me my computer now. I never submitted the bar exam, and I need to check that I did. Um, and thankfully I had because it was past the deadline to submit. But um, <laughs> I'm still having those little panics every now and then. <laughs> it's, it's like that transition. I'm realizing I'm not in school anymore and I will never be. So sometimes I'm like, I didn't register for classes. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't need to. And then I realize, oh, I just took the bar. Oh, my God. So it's it's Yeah, it's I think we talked road. about this recently. Uh, you will never, ever stop having that nightmare. (laughs) The old guy over here still wakes up with sweats, man, thinking about, okay, I took the bar exam, I passed it, but nobody knows that I didn't fulfill all my units at the school and I've got to go back (laughs) and stuff. It is crazy. If you talk to every attorney in this firm, they'll tell you the same thing. That's the obsessive compulsive stuff, right? It makes you a great attorney. (laughs) So what do you do about stress? I have been working out a lot. Um, I'm in a dance class. Cool. Cool. It's very funny. I'm not really a dancer, but my uh, mom recommended I needed to kind of dance out some of the stress. Um, and that's actually been pretty helpful. You know, you know Debbie, who you work closely yes. with, um, she started dancing in law school and danced uh, 
all the way, you know, when she was taking the exam and, and up until recently, last night I heard that she's going to stop for a little while and stuff like that. But I think that is fantastic. It's really fun. And yeah. It's a dark room, thankfully. So I don't think anyone is watching me. <laughs> and I'm a little free. And what, what do you do? I, you probably read encyclopedias or something, yeah. right? No, I'm not that boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also try to um, work out. I tr- I, I'm into comedy, so I go to a lot of stand-up shows. I watch a lot of comedians. I just saw Tom Segura. Oh, cool. So I, I'm, like, obsessed with him now. Um, but, yeah, and then, um, you know, just trying to. And I bake a lot, too. Yeah, so oh, baking, I cook a lot. Yeah, yeah, so we cook and bake a lot, and we send each other our, oh our stuff. So. <laughs> now I tell you, you got to stay here, man. We, we love that. Okay, so let me talk to you about some, a more serious matter, okay? And this is going to be things people say when you get divorced that really should say when you get engaged. So we're gonna we're gonna take a look at this and Thank see how you. good of students you are here. Okay, <laughs> I, I should say this for our viewers. I'm giving a this is an article that I, I found. It's called I guess the publisher is McSweeney's celebrating oh, our 21st yes. year of publishing. So you know about them? Who are they? Um, they're just a I think a satire comedy website. Okay, uh, I read a couple of their things. They're um, they're pretty funny. I okay. recommend. <laughs> so things people say when you get divorced, they really should say when you get engaged. Why would you say that if you're engaged? Somebody's getting engaged. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, come on. Start look, of everything. Look at look at what we do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I like the second one. Couldn't you just have an affair in, instead? So <laughs> cheaper to keep her. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Yeah. But man, as the years pile on, that it gets more and more expensive. <laughs> but you seem so happy. Why yeah, change it up? Yeah, that, that one's a sad one to say. You, yeah, it is. But wouldn't you? Well, how about when you get engaged? But you seem so. Oh, like they think that getting engaged is a terrible yeah. thing. Yeah, th- yeah. There's nothing wrong. Why do you have to get engaged? <laughs> the, the fourth one is is uh, want to get drunk. <laughs> so what? So. What stage of grief are you in? Mm. I like the one that says, "Did you guys try therapy?" Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I think people always say that, don't they? I mean, that's, yeah. if you if you had a, f- a friend that was going thinking about a divorce, you'd always want to know if there was counseling and stuff. Right. So cover uh, all your bases. Yeah. Oh, you should get on Tinder. Oh, oh my God. No. <laughs> so, anyways, I like yeah, I don't get it. So, to our audience, you could find this uh, list that is very helpful, and I would say that our uh, two senior law clerks passed with flying colors. They had great <laughs> answers, and if they could answer these questions, I'm sure they answered all the uh, the bar exam questions correctly. <laughs> but ladies, I, I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for having it us. Was, it was really entertaining and fun, and uh, we're going to be following you. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have the same podcast right after the bar results, because I know that both of you are going to pass. I just completely know that. Wow. Well, we appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, we appreciate that. <laughs> the good wishes. <laughs> good luck, and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank, Th- you. thank you for joining us on Exhibit A.